What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner. Uh, we have a special guest coming on in a few minutes, and I'm excited about it. But before we jump into that, I just wanted to let everybody know that if you are passionate about pro-life and you love your coffee, we have a great opportunity for you to help not only pro-life organizations, but also this podcast by uh, jumping in and buying a bag of coffee from Seven Weeks Coffee. We have an affiliate program with Seven Weeks Coffee where you every uh, 10% of every purchase goes to help with pro-life organizations and the unborn. So if you're into that kind of thing, which you should be, uh, and you want to bless this podcast, we have that affiliate program. All you have to do is when you go to purchase your coffee, just type in all out war, one word, all out war, and you will get a 10% discount. Well, I'm going to jump into the podcast. So as I like to say, sit back, grab a coffee and enjoy. You're listening to the all out war podcast. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. Is not an alien force already among us? Because in the coming generations, we will learn how to engineer bodies and brains and minds. At some indeterminate moment, Christ's believers will be caught up, snatched up out of this world while the world goes on with a very, very definite agenda. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner, and I'm in the studio by myself tonight. Jessica is not going to make it. She's got so many life things happening that she had to bow out tonight. But we have a wonderful guest. It's Laura Schrocki from the Magical Mystery Church YouTube channel. And Laura, has, I've met her through uh, our mutual friend, John Brisson, from uh, We've Read the Documents and Buy Their Fruits podcast. And then I had the pleasure of being on a podcast with her on Buy Their Fruits 50th uh, episode. And so we finally got to meet, and we, we realized that we both were listening to each other's stuff, and um, we were kind of mutuals. So it was, it's really cool. And so, Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Turner. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm very honored to be here. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, what your podcast, what your uh, YouTube channel is about and kind of where you okay. came from, how you got into what you're doing. Okay. So the name of my channel is Magical Mystery Church. And that do that does throw some people off because they think, why would you have anything to do with magic? It's from the devil. <laughs> And that's exactly the point is that what I have found is a lot of um, magic and mystery in the church, um, new age and stuff like an occult infiltration of the church, which is not really new, but I came across it and just really couldn't stop learning about it. Like it was like, what, what is happening? You know? And um, one day that name just sort of popped in my head because I thought magical mystery but I was like, Magical Mystery Church. So <laughs> that is the name of my channel, and that's what I mostly talk about. Mostly the New Apostolic Reformation. Um, I wouldn't say it's limited to that, but it's part of the New Age movement. It's mm -hmm. what the New Age is about. It's about um, spreading their um, light and love and Luciferian doctrine and infiltrating all the areas of society and especially the church. And I found like historical evidence that 
this was actually a plan. And so mm. I, I just, you know, I had to, I had to like find out more about it. And then once I found out more about it, I was like, I have to like tell people I was trying to tell people, you know, in, in real life, but yeah. So, so, um, it's interesting. I want to go back to that. You found out that there was a plan, but I do want to give yeah. you props before we go into that because there's there's a handful of these discernment you know ministries or um, I forget what you I don't really know the proper terminology but it's those like yeah. focusing on the NAR or the the hyper charismatic movement um, you know like yeah. um, there's a podcast uh, love love sick scribe I don't know if you've heard of her yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah. and then like Holly Pivick has written a book recently she's on a lot of podcasts but what i like about what you do which i don't see them do which this is really important is you have the ability to take kind of what you're seeing happen and then you have the ability to layer and kind of pull apart and see where the esoteric part of it is and how that is influencing it and i think a lot of people miss that when it comes to yeah. to these charismatic movements and and the NAR and yeah. you know the Bethels, there is a really really strong esoteric and occult influence that's pushing yeah. these doctrines and, and and these movements. Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of how that happened for me was um, like part of my testimony is like I got saved in like 1984 in a in a charismatic church and. Um, and it was pretty biblical, but it was probably kind of word of faithy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, but I mean, from the time I got saved, it was like the word of God in the Bible is the standard. And that's like, everything should be from that. It should never stray away from that, you know? And, um, and then we started going to another church for, um, and I was there for like 15, maybe 20, at least 15 years, like raised my kids in it. Mm. And this would be what you would call the New Apostolic Reformation before it was called the New Apostolic Reformation. I had no idea. It was just a very fun church, lots of great music, and it was a mixture of um, races. You know, it wasn't like all one or the other. It was a lot of, there was was like these really great things about it, but I kind of, you know, did start to have some questions about this or or that and saw some weird stuff. I'll talk more about that later, but... um, I left there. It's been, so it's been like, that was in like 19, I mean, not 19, sorry, 2005 or four. And I was kind of out of church for a while for some reasons. And it wasn't until like, so it's kind of a weird way that I got to this in 2018. um, I actually discovered um, things like 9-11 and, um, (laughs) you know, you know, all the truth or stuff. It was like an accidental thing. I wasn't, I never knew anything about any of that stuff. My kids were talking, my adult kids, and they were talking. I'm sorry. I hope you don't mind. I go back this far, but they were talking about an Alex Jones and Joe Rogan podcast. And I was really bored that time. I was listening to real estate podcasts and cleaning business podcasts. I, I was, this was not on my radar at all. And so I went and listened to this and I was like, what? The CIA did that and this, all this kind of stuff. And I just kind of went down that, you know, rabbit hole, so to speak. But I sort of right away tried to lean towards like I found Christian people talking about the new world order and the Antichrist and the new age and like Chris White and people like that. And mm-hmm. um, and um, like Canary Cry and some other people. Yeah. And I realized right away, you know, this new age thing. 
I didn't. I mean, I knew what the new age was, but I didn't real. You, if you don't really know what it is, you might just kind of be, be able to identify what it looks like or people that talk that way, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I really know that they literally want to create a one world government, a one world religion, and they have a Christ that they're preparing the world for their Christ. They call him mm. the Christ and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, this new age stuff totally lines up with the Bible and the book of Revelation and <laughs> and all this stuff. It's like, it's very like I started re- reading like book of Revelation, getting back into the Bible more. And I was actually listening to a guy doing a teaching on the book of Revelation. And one day I saw one of his videos was called Luciferian Christians. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I listened to it. And this was the first time that, because I, I had learned about Alice Bailey and her connection with the United Nations and Lucifer Publishing, the company that she started that still exists today, and how all her teachings were like the the model for New Age thought and mm-hmm. everything. So anyhow, so I'm listening to this guy, and he's basically explaining how um, Alice Bailey is the one that served the whole Seven Mountain Mandate. Really? And how there was, yeah, basically, yes. I will find that. Huh. It's called The Hierarchy of Light. You can go on Lucius Trust and read it. I know I have it here in my notes somewhere. Um, so it was connecting the whole New Apostolic Reformation, Seven Mountain Mandate, to Alice Bailey. And I it blew my mind because my best, best best dearest friends from like when I first got saved like that long ago like 40 years they were they were talking about some of these things that it just kind of like went in one ear and out the other it wasn't like standing out to me you know like in my church that I used to go to they got all into the Toronto stuff and all this stuff <laughs> yeah. um all the breakthroughs and the you know and they did all that stuff kind of but I I don't remember hearing words like seven mountains or i don't remember hearing them say the word dominionism or anything mm-hmm. like that but kim clement used to come to our church wow like i didn't know until i started doing this research that my church here in pittsburgh um like i said there were starting to be things where we had prophets coming in all the time and i was starting to go what and they were they were starting to promote um this Rama versus Logos thing where they're, they're kind of trying to build you up to, to accept a prophet as, as at the same level as scripture. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And I was, I was like, no, like I was starting to sort of see this and stuff, but um, I'm sorry. Anyway. So my best, my best friends were talking about stuff. They were always talking about the kingdom very much into the political stuff that was going on like in 2020. Remember those days yeah. and before that, um, and I was kind of on the train a little bit myself. You know what I mean? I guess I can say it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're fine. I'm like, I, sometimes I'm, I'm like, I'll do like pig Latin and be afraid of saying words because on YouTube right. I've gotten strikes. <laughs> um, well, and I don't do things that I would, I would never have thought anything I'm talking about YouTube would care about, right? Right. Like, well, we stopped posting uh, to YouTube a while ago because they just kept taking yeah. stuff down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was very personal to me because my people who I really cared about were like talking about all this stuff. And then I heard this, this um, teaching and it was like quote after quote after quote after quote and not realizing that 
especially in her writings, how much she talked about the church and how to get in. And it was like it's in her weird, twisted, demonic mind. Um, just to say, Alice Bailey was channeling a spirit, yeah. right? So a lot of the things that she says, if I believe, I, I believe it's true. I mean, I believe that a spirit was speaking through her. I'm just saying I do believe in these kind of supernatural things i don't think she was just making up stuff but so it really um finding that out made me it it was very upsetting like it really it kind of crushed me like i was like i the more i learned about it and looked into it i was like this is really happening you know this is really happening and um it was very upsetting doesn't alice bailey have like a 20 point like she put this in the u.n like she has has, there's this 10 point plan i'll look it up i know yeah the 10-point plan, um, which, you know, especially from, like, learning more and listening to John Brisson and stuff, I believe the 10-point plan, which is, um, you can find it, and you, I'm going to find it right now. I'm sorry, I don't have it. No, I should have brought um, it on. <laughs> I, have, I have a whole bunch of Alice Bailey quotes and stuff, but I don't, I don't have that. Um, it, seems to, it seems to be a summary of of teachings and things that she talked about and they put it in a, a 10, a, a 10 point list. Yeah. There's some discrepancy about whether she actually stood up in front of the UN and read this list herself, but all these things, um, are part of her, her teachings. Do you want me to look, do you want me to read it? Sure. If you, if you have it, if I you, have it now. Oh, excellent. I do. I have it and I'll, I'll, re- I'll read some of her, um, her quotes, because that was very surprising. Um, okay, so number one is to take God and prayer out of the education system. Number two, reduce parental authority over the children. Number three, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure or the traditional Christian family structure. Number four, if sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. Hmm. Number five, make divorce easy and legal and let Free people from the concept of marriage for life. Number six, make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. Number seven, debase art, make it run mad. <laughs> Number, and it, I mean, everything she said is happening. Yes. Use media, use media to promote and change mindset. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Create an interfaith movement. Get the governments to make all all these law and get the church to endorse these changes. Wow. Um, and so this, this was written in what, like the thirties or forties or when do well her, her writings, she wrote like 24 books of all channeled things um, from the early twenties, like 22, I think 2022 was when Lucifer publishing was there. That was when they, they began. And she died in, I think, 1947. Okay. And the externalization of the hierarchy is one of her biggest, most famous books, which is kind of, I think it's like a compilation of essays that was assembled, but it's like 500 pages right there. It's a lot of stuff. And I'll just say, I'm not reading all of her books. Okay. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that. I think some, maybe some people can do that. i when I read like even just like a whole page on Lucius Trust or something, it's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. These are humans' works. That's what it is. It really is. And um, 
and and when you start to hear the way she talks, it's so like kind of um, eloquent, kind of sophisticated, philosophical, whatever. It doesn't sound like you're, you know, like a witch, satanic. right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you have to kind of read between the lines, and they do, um, or she does speak kind of in a in a code mm-hmm. where certain words like. I did a series um, called, uh, it's Alice Bailey, at Absolute Manifestation of Evil. And it was a guy that did a, um, a paper, and it was a scientific analysis of Alice Bailey's writings. Wow. And, and he was a Christian, but he was like a PhD. So it's a long article because it took me like five parts to, to read it. But essentially like when she says god she means satan when she says christ she means the antichrist when mm. she said i mean everything she says it's literally the 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 opposite and you can if you read enough of her stuff and analyze what she's saying you can find that's actually true um <clears throat> so and i have she just they're inverting everything it's the inversion yes. of the light and dark and truth oh, and yes so is that what light you and think dark- is that what you think that that pastor meant by the Christian Luciferians, where they didn't realize that they were? Yes, yes. I, I mean, I, so if the if the New Age has um, infiltrated the church, which a lot of people are seeing that, um, if you find out that the plan there is a plan to do that that they talk about, and the plan has a capital P, it also sounds like something else. The Q, the Q thing, <laughs> it's all connected. I mean, uh, it, it's, cra- it's, it's crazy. Um, but yes, he was talking about like people who, this is what's scary, is um, well-meaning people. Like I said, I was in a church like this, and I started to see things that weren't right, but it never seemed like satanic or demonic or, you know, I didn't think of it like that. Right. I just thought, this isn't biblical, you know? And for some people, it might be enough to just say, See, this is not biblical. Like, like what Don and um, Holly Pivot, like what they're doing is good. Yeah. And, but to me, I was like, I was really thinking of this. Like, from a lot of this was based on my personal reaction because of my personal friendship. Yeah. With people, with people, to be able to give enough evidence that it's not just that I disagree with you or I have some issue with you personally or I'm. Um, all of a sudden a um, cessationist or, you know, something like that. You know, it, it's it's that this is, there's like real like evidence for, like evidence here for this. Yes. And it lines up with what they're teaching with all their dominionism stuff and the mysticism yeah. and all that. And it's really weird because that's not part of Christianity it shouldn't be. I mean, it's it's slept in, but it's like through Gnosticism and all these other things. How, but how the the both the mystical and the um, dominion and the political. It's mm-hmm. like all this, all of these at the same at the same time. And you see it. Um, you see in it even in churches that are not like like you have these charism- really charismatic churches, and then yeah. you have these kind of like they kind of middle of the road like they're charismatic but they're not like hey we're not going to wave the banners and the flags in our you know in our service or whatever you know what i mean like there's that but you but what you see is the bridge of that is that mysticism that you were just mentioning i've noticed 
and it's yes. and it's always like um don't quench the spirit and don't you know don't touch god's anointed and um and if you bring up the word of god to them like hey there's this is what the bible says why are we teaching this huh. they're like hey yeah you know maybe you they're fine to say maybe you just need to find another church i don't know if you've noticed yeah. that too yeah it's scary it really is i mean it, it's scary um the mysticism and all that stuff we see it okay so we can see it in the church but we can also see how there's a lot of occulty weirdness in the culture yeah there's a lot of interest in psychedelics hmm. you know there's a lot of like new age experimentation people getting into wicca yep there's um there's like so many different ways but it's to me what i think it is is they want to prepare <clears throat> prepare people spiritually to receive <clears throat> um to be able to be influenced spiritually to, to expanding the consciousness okay it's all about your consciousness expansion and all this stuff and there's all these different methods to get you into some kind of altered state. It's very like altered states, you know, whether, like I said, whether it's church thing or a concert or a, um, a drug induced thing or yeah. a, a yoga induced thing or a contemplative prayer induced thing or a meditation, whatever it is, they want you to open up your, your spirit or your consciousness. And this is, this is the danger. Mm. I mean, even when I think about, like, I have grandsons that maybe or know people that are young that are experimenting with things like smoking pot. Even, I mean, I know that's not the worst, biggest deal, but, like, I just feel like there's all these different ways that they are trying to get us to have this kind of ex this spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. For Christians, it's such a setup. It's such a setup because, of course, you want to um, – be close to the Lord, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. But this is not, um, we have a few examples, very, 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 very few examples in the Bible of people actually um, like Ezekiel or John in the book of Revelation or Paul. None of these were self-induced. Right. <laughs> None of these were like taught. Here's how you go to heaven. Right. Here's how you take these steps to go you know, this is being pushed so much about going up. Like I just did a video on Friday, this lady that somebody sent me. Um, and it's so crazy because she's talking so much Bible stuff and so, and also so much new age stuff. And she's talking so much about going up and ascending and going up. And then we come back down, we go up and then we come back down and we share the glory of God and spread it all around. And it's like, it's, like I, I think we were saying this before. Like I don't know what people are consciously teaching this to deceive people. Right. I got videos on Bethel Church. They're doing this with children, teaching them or making getting them to go up to heaven and stuff. This is astral projection. Yes. Yep. It's spirit travel. Like whether it's a actual spirit travel or if it's a a trick in your in your consciousness in your mind to play tricks on you i i don't know I don't, i'm not saying i know for sure that spirits actually travel or the this the um enemy um demonic activity or whatever are 
tricking you into perceiving that you are seeing like when you listen to Joe Rogan talk about his his DMT trips and all yeah. these things that they see, right? But then you have the Christians over here having all these visions. They're riding on ponies on the beach with Jesus and he's got curly hair and it's <laughs> looks like he just had a hot wax treatment. You know, we're at um <laughs> I'm sorry, I hope I didn't I hope I didn't go off track. Um No, that's just amazing. I, I I mean, as someone who's and and you know, dream they they weave dreams into these things as well, and um, and I hear what you're talking about is and what I think is happening to me. What I think personally, I've I feel like I maybe even have experienced it. I have a similar background, charismatic, uh, saved in a charismatic church, yeah. lots of experiences, but I think it's halluc it's hallucinations and it's suggestive hypnosis and grooming. I think there's like a spiritual grooming that happens where they are constantly bringing you back to these same points. And there's yeah. this expectation that gets built in into the person when they come to church. And there there's this expectation of, okay, I need to have the spiritual experience while I'm here. Yeah. And everything's tailored around that, the music. And then, and then you get this message where... It's like, um, you know, it's very new agey. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't come out of the new age, so I don't have a ton of experience with it. Um, but what I do know is when I look at people that are in the new age and I listen to like their, you know, I'll catch snippets on Instagram or something like that. It's hard to tell the difference sometimes between the sermons that I've heard and what these people yeah. are saying. They're very self-oriented, yeah. you know. Like yeah. ten steps yeah. to improve your finances or your marriage, and yeah. and then some new age person is like, "Hey, I have I have five steps to get you into financial freedom," and you're like, "What's yeah. the difference?" They're saying, yeah, they're saying the same things. Like, um, I did a video that got struck because I put the Q shaman on the thumbnail, <laughs> and I I had a little clip from this. QAnon documentary, but I was comparing people like Hank Kuhneman, who's like a big NAR prophet, talking about the wealth transfer. Mm -hmm. And I think John even had, I think he, he talked to you with about the Nassara Jasara thing. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. You know, so then you have these new agers talking about Nassara Jasara. You have this lady, she's channeling Maitreya. Who's the the Christ of Alice Bailey? Who's probably like if he's a real being, he could be the Antichrist spirit. I don't know. Yeah. This is the fifth Buddha. This is the Maitreya. That it's a whole. Wow. There's a whole story behind that. But they're channeling Maitreya. They're all talking about this wealth transfer. The whole. They're all saying the exact same things. And yeah. then you've got a guy called the Kabbalah Guru, and he's talking about the same things, and he's talking about trusting the plan. He's saying all these Q things, and he's the Kabbalah <laughs> Guru. It's like they are so um, on. They are on the same page. That's what the name of the video was. It was a great video, but it got struck down. I too bad. You can see it on Odyssey. Too much but, truth, um, man. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these modern teachers like. When you really sit back and think about when you just read the Bible, just read the Word of God, read Jesus' words, read the Sermon on the Mount, read the epistles, they're not talking about any of this stuff. It's all this self-fulfillment, self, 
um, promotion, self-prosperity, how to make your life better, how to, you know, this, that, and the other thing, or even just like spiritual experiences. It's like a high, you want to go get touched by God and have it. Like they're talking about seeing, feeling, smelling, touch. Like they want to have a physical experience here. Yeah. Like with it, with, and I'm like, wait a minute. The, the thing is, I feel like if you're seeking after a spiritual experience, you will get one. Yeah. You will get one. <laughs> That's right. I, it, it might not be from the Lord. Even this is the scary thing because I feel like some of these people that are that have put this out there, I feel like there's a lot of people that are on the path. They're walking to Jesus, like they that's where they want to go, or they're kind of going in that direction maybe. And then you've got these wolves mm -hmm. and these false imposters standing in the road, like oh come, come, you know, like they're like waving their arms, and people are getting like sidetracked and led off to something that seems like it's right but they're leaving they're leaving aside the word of god and that i don't care how that sounds it might sound religious or i don't care i really don't if that's what religious is i'm religious if that's what fundamentalist is i'm fundamentalist right. i'm gonna stay in the word of god and i'm gonna let that be my guide seeking the lord in his word whether i have a goosebump experience or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, you made a great point when you were talking about Paul and John. Like, Paul, you know, Paul talks about being taken up into the seventh heaven or third heaven, whatever. Yeah. I forget what it is. And he's third. and he talks about how he can't reveal certain things. Yeah. And he literally restrains himself from it. But his yeah. entire ministry was bring the gospel to the Gentiles. Like, it right. didn't change it didn't. He didn't platform off of seeing that. You know what I mean. He didn't go around bragging about what he saw up in heaven. Right. His his book. You know his books that he wrote. His letters that he wrote after that were all about let's surrender more to Christ. Let's share the gospel. Let's build the church. Let's hold to holiness. Yeah. You know. Right. It, and maybe even that's why he got the thorn. And I, I don't know if this is true, but like that experience that maybe is why he had the thorn in the flesh yeah i i believe that i think that might have been i i do or think something. yeah i i actually you know i've heard other people talk about that and it would make sense to me uh especially yeah. if he saw things that like john saw you know if he saw revelation yeah. type stuff yeah. but yeah but um, I, one of the things that is interesting to me is that you're going to – I see this, like, and it's not a – this isn't a, a, like, a bust on charismatic churches or anything like that. But when you have an experiential model of a church, you are more susceptible to, to, susceptible to fall into these traps yeah. because you aren't yeah. – you aren't anchoring into the word – like you were saying, the word of God, where's the Bible in this – and it seems like those are the churches where this seems to have the most kind of where the talons are kind of dug in quite a bit. Yeah. Is that does that yeah. make, seem right to you? Yeah, that makes that makes that makes a lot of sense to me because um, if you're looking, like I was saying, if you're looking for an experience and you're and you're willing to um, go for a, a new thing or a new revelation or believing like this ongoing revelation type of thing, like where there's always something new God is saying. Um, hmm. I'm not saying God isn't still like speaking to us individually, but 
I think it's really, really dangerous when that means these men, and look at some of them that we already know have had some different situations, that <laughs> you're allowing these men to be the word of God to you. Yeah. And that goes back, I mean, I, I've gone back pretty far, but like really some of the things I'm learning, some of them go way back to Gnosticism, like second century, or, and there's a lot of Kabbalah influence in mm -hmm. all of this. In the NAR, in, in, in the New Age, and in Freemasonry, and all in wow. all these, in the occults, in the Golden Dawn, Aleister Crowley, you know, whatever, Kabbalah, Kabbalah, Kabbalah. It's all over the place. Yeah. And I would have never known. The only thing I knew about Kabbalah was Madonna and the red bracelet. That's all I knew. <laughs> That's all. I had no idea. I know she said it was mysticism. I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that even is um, like going to trips to heaven mm -hmm. comes from that comes from there. Hmm. Um, deal work with angels, um, bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. Yeah. That's all that, you know, it's so many things. Like the more you find out about it, it's like, oh, weird. Like what he just said, uh, that's Kabbalah, you know, and I'm not the big, I'm not the biggest expert. I'm like at the tip of the iceberg, but I'm just seeing how these things do kind of all, all connect. And it's, it's, it also is biblical. It's, yeah. this is prophetic. False prophets and what these people are doing are fulfilling Bible prophecy because to me, I I mean, I always read my Bible and stuff, but like sometimes you're looking or you're in a certain place in life and whatever's going on, you kind of, certain scriptures maybe stand out more to you than others. But we've got so many, um, so much Bible for the... The, you know, the, the apostasy that's, that's yes, happening. Yes. So, and so they are, yeah. One of the things too, that I, you had mentioned too, you were talking about like the whole political kind of this, this, yeah. I don't want to call it Christian nationalism necessarily, yeah. but it definitely yeah. is leaning in that direction towards that. But when you see like the whole political right and the evangelical and the and then what then the next thing that you see because you mentioned this with the Gasara and Nasara, which is like the whole banking, yeah, um, yeah, and it's like pie in the sky, and and they're yeah. talking about this great awakening, and yes. that's going to come. And I have always seen it as like, every time I read in scripture, there is no there is no end times harvest that's going to come in like no. like this big revival that's going to happen right before yeah. you know and then the kingdom is going to be ushered in you know um yeah. paul says pretty clearly in thessalonians that there's going that's going to be a falling away a huge falling yeah. away and i think this is part of that like the, the irony of the whole deception of it is that they're they're selling it as if you join us, you're going to be a part of the great awakening. You're going to see the greatest move of God yeah. ever, and yes. you'll get the biggest blessing, and we're on the winning side, you know? <laughs> yes, what? Okay. Here's the thing. They're right, because they're <laughs> on the opposite side. Right. It's inverted. Their big revival is the falling away. Wow. Maybe it wouldn't happen, but it's the falling away. It's not a revival. 
And the that whole prophecy comes from Paul Kane and Bob Jones. Wow. Two of the most disgraced, messed up individuals of that were the Kansas City prophets mm-hmm. when when before it was even called IHOP, these were the two foundational prophets that were I mean Bob Jones was very mentally ill. He even talked about that. This is not, a whole this is not the same Bob Jones from the Bob Jones University, the oh, ultra no. this, you know, is, this is not that. Oh, yeah, good. it's too, too bad there's another one. I don't yeah. I think there might be some some scandals over there. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's not the they're, they're like polar no, opposites too. <laughs> yeah. Like Bob Jones is this crazy kooky kind of um, prophet, um, part of the Kansas City Prophets with Rick Joyner and Mike Bickle and this guy and Paul Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot to say about them, but from from what I can tell, they started their um, prophet team back there in the 80s, mm-hmm. and it was messed up from the beginning. And now we can see what's going on today, but it was messed up from the beginning. They were going around taking, trying to take over all the churches. There was all this uproar, and there's a whole report this one guy did, Ernie Gruen. I read some of it. I might read the whole stinking thing. I don't know. But all these other pastors were writing letters and reporting what was going on. They were having all this drunk in the spirit stuff going on there, too, with children mm-hmm. crying and getting drunk. Back in the 80s, yeah. you know, they were reporting about this and they were going into churches and prophesying and saying, the Lord's telling you to shut down your church and come underneath of us. That's what they were doing. Hmm. They were like bullies. And this this one pastor spoke up, Ernie Gruen, and Mike Bickle and him had a meeting and Mike Bickle even said to him, this is what he says, bad things happen to people who, who touch me illegally. <sighs> Meaning spirit like... He didn't touch them like physically, but right. he, th- this has got some really, really messed up shady roots. And Bob Jones was, um, I mean, you can read some of his really crazy stuff that he said. If you listen to him, I did a video about the mind numbing lunatic, Bob Jones. Um, what about mm. Bob? And this was about the time all this Bickle stuff started, because like, it's not just about what might maybe Mike Bickle did or not. Look back at Bob Jones and what the things that he said. He's yeah. talking. If you listen to him, he's not. He's saying all this really weird occult stuff. Mm-hmm. It is really crazy. And Paul Kane, that's a whole nother topic that. Wow. Um, well, I want to go into him he, a little bit. Yes, we should go into him. And that goes all the way back to. um William Branham too, because that, when I started making videos, I knew about the new apostolic reformation and stuff, but I didn't know about the latter rain and the manifest sons of God and William Branham when I started out. And then I started finding that out. And basically what it is, is it's a movement that kind of came up for a few decades and kind of went underground, came back up Mm -hmm. and it just keeps changing names and it keeps coming back. But it's, it's the exact it's the same thing, and it's the same doctrines that they were um, teaching. And um, what? <laughs> Sorry, my husband just. Okay, we're gonna go to. Um, we're gonna go into. Let, you want to talk about Paul Kane first or William Branham? I'll just go over briefly. Yeah, go briefly. Yeah, because uh, some people don't. 
some people that are listening right now are not familiar. Like you and I are very versed with the charismatic, especially the eighties charismatic. Cause we both yes. were in that. And I mean, you know, my story about Paul Kane, I, I shared that with you. Right. Would you share it again? Because we got to start talking about that, but I don't know if we really got to. Yeah. Well, he came to our church. So, um, yeah. I was a part of a vineyard church. I got saved in a vineyard church and even myself this is what's so this is how god is so amazing right so unchurched never stepped foot in a church before didn't know anything didn't even know the bible and um yeah. went through a crisis and then was invited to a small group and on a wednesday night and went to the home group and um they just said hey does anybody need prayer and i was in a crisis so i was like yeah you guys can pray for me not knowing what that meant when i said that i just thought maybe they would yeah. you know pray for me later they put me in a chair in the yeah. middle of the room laid hands on me and when they mm-hmm. started to pray over me uh the lord just touched me and it was like uh yeah. it was like acts chapter nine for me like literally a light i saw a light and things inside i was delivered wow. in that moment you know i was addicted to drugs and sex and all kinds of stuff and all of that stuff i mean i think i was born again in that moment and yeah. um but then this girl gave me a bible while i was there and she just put her little, um, she put her, uh, the bookmark in John. And she's like, I was like, where do I read? I don't even know what to read. She was just read here. I'll put the bookmark, read in John. So I kept the yeah. Bible for a while. And it was like a week or two later, I was reading in it. And I got to John 3 and it said, unless you be born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. And, yeah. and then I got convicted and I was like, am I born again? I, I don't want to miss God. I want more of what just happened. Like I want to live in that. And uh, yeah. so we worked all that out, but it was the Word of God that convicted me. It was the Word of God that confirmed my salvation, and it was the Word of God that yeah. really matured me in my faith. And um, right. but it was all experiential from the beginning. And yeah. in that church that I was at, they at that time that was eighty eight. The the Kansas City thing was starting to happen, the, or the Toronto um, Toronto yes. Toronto blessing was starting to happen. So they were sending deacons or elders up from our church to Toronto and then coming back and they were holding these special services where they would like pray over people and do like it was crazy like it was like a circus it was literally like like a circus oh barking one guy (laughs) the kicker for me was this dude ran down the middle of the aisle of the church turned around and roared like a lion like and he's like thus saith the lord Did we go to the same church? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's a familiar spirit, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, our church was sending busloads. They brought it all in. They made us watch Rodney Howard Brown. Oh. Uh, and then they were sending, like, busloads. They were to Canada from Pittsburgh. You know, my, some of my kids, mm. like, youth group, the whole youth group and stuff. And I just – I. I thought there was something wrong with me that I was like, I didn't, I wasn't like, Oh, this is bad and evil. I just thought I was in it, but I wasn't trying super hard to do what they were doing, but I, I wasn't, un, I wasn't like against it. And I felt like maybe I was a little bit hesitant and I was like unspiritual mm-hmm. and everybody else really spiritual. Well, that, I, and I, that's, I, that's part of the manipulation of it all. Right. That's that sideways pressure I was talking about where, if you're not yeah. experiencing these things, then there's a your faith is weak, um, or you're in some secret sin, or there's something in you uh-huh. that's keeping it. 
yeah. for me, it was really divine because the Lord, I was such a baby Christian at this time. Uh, and my faith was so new and everything about God was so fresh and new to me that um, I didn't need any of that extra stuff. You know, every time I would open my Bible, it could be anywhere. I could be in the book of, you know, in numbers, and I would be like, this is incredible. I just learned something. Like, this is amazing. Like, and so for me, it wasn't, I didn't need this experience. And I was having experiences, though. I was, you know, um, it was like there would be moments, and this is where I'm, this is where I struggle because I'm not a cessationist. you know, I do believe, yeah. you know, that Christians have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and, you yeah. know, and and that Holy Spirit is alive. It's it's God. It's yeah. the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead. But um, things would happen. Like, um, I would just be at church and someone would tell me, like, I would sense that I was supposed to go tell someone, like, hey, yeah. you know, I just wanted you to know that God knows your struggle. He loves you so much or something like that. And it would be kind of general or whatever, but it would be very impactful. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so then I remember wondering like, well, maybe I'm supposed to be like that, like a prophet or whatever. And so yeah. that's where it starts to go weird, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah. our church brought in the Kansas city prophets to um, they did like a two week long thing. It was crazy. And leading up to it, I was really good friends. I was kind of being discipled by the worship leader. And so we were friends. And he was like the right-hand guy of the pastor. And I'm this new guy, this new believer. And he's like, you better make sure you are you don't have any sins in your life, Turner, because when Paul Kane gets here, he'll call you mm-hmm. out. And he'll call you out in front of everybody. And I was like, wow, that's mean. And I was like, <laughs> in, my, in my mind, I'm like, that's kind of mean but it also made me nervous and scared he's like this guy hears god like he's a prophet of god like he's got the same anointing as like samuel and and isaiah and those guys and so they built this thing up i didn't even want to go to church the first night that he was there i was like i don't really want to be in the presence of this thing but i went and he did he called out like some guy was having an affair on his wife he stood him up and and called him out yeah and um there was like different but i remember in my spirit in my young you know just infantile faith it it just didn't sit with me it was like a vexing kind of um feeling so i never really i just figured that's a weird thing i'll let it go I had no yeah. idea until you shared with me about his background with the CIA and working and who he was working with and this whole like crazy background with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um yes. I've also heard these are things you've seen it you saw it for yourself, right? I've heard things where like he blew out the sound system, <laughs> you know like like all these kind of stories like i i try to be skeptical if i see that somebody said it wrote it it came out of their mouth you know like that kind of thing i don't like to be speculating um but i will do you want me to read i'm gonna read you the uh where is it oh man that was right here my paul kane thing oh Sorry. So is William Brandon, um, he's, he was also uh, in the government, wasn't he? I don't think he, I don't think he was in the government, but 
he was part of um I'll I'll, st- I'll start with him. I'll I'll go okay. really quickly over. Sure. But back in the like after World War II, there was these healing revivals. Um the latter rain healing revivals. William Branham was one of the main ones and all the all the current NAR prophets love to bring up William Branham's name. They all say, "Oh, William Branham, Todd Bentley, Bill Johnson, Chris Valentin, Benny Hinn, um, Robin Bullock, uh, just tons of them. Perry Stone was visiting his tombstone. <laughs> and, and it's a pyramid. Oh, great. It's a pyramid. <laughs> um, they all, it's like really weird. Like, why do they want to bring up William Branham? It's almost like weird. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't have to look very hard to find out that William Branham, who was part of this healing revival latter rain movement, um, who else? Uh, Sid Roth. I'm sorry. Sid Roth talked about um, just all these guys. Hmm. I'm just a brief um, list, a list. I have a list of things about William Branham. He was, um, he was connected to his, his pastor, his pastor that baptized him was named Roy Davis, who was like the um, grand wizard or whatever of the KKK. <laughs> this was, I mean, it's not, it's you so can't. ludicrous. Yes. He was, he was like the imperial wizard or what, grand dragon. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. KKK. Um, he, that, that, that guy was arrested many times for all kinds of, crimes and even trafficking a minor cross burning and he was even investigated in the um assassination of kennedy and um yeah his william Branham's pastor so william Branham, who all these nar prophets love to talk about and who paul kane was part of the healing revivals back he was young he was like 20 or something william Branham was an older guy (laughs) <laughs> and they both had lots of fancy friends. Yeah. Okay. I'm not on YouTube. Lots of um, homosexual situations happening. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have the KKK. He was connected to Freemasons. Um, his parent, you know, he believed that the Bible, there was three Bibles, the Zodiac, the pyramids, and the Bible. Oh. There was a pentagram over the door of his church. Um, th- th- this, I mean, there's lots of things about him doctrinally, but just the people he was, um, connected to, um, he thought he was Elijah. He had an angel visit him, of course, to get him to become a prophet. The angel, I guess, did all the healings. He couldn't do anything without his angel. Hmm. The, and then talk, and they say they have William Branham's angel. Okay. Um, he had murderous thoughts about women and also part of his, his, his team and his, and his cult, because he still has a cult today. It's called The Message. Um, part of his um, persons that he mentored was Jim Jones. Mm. He mentored Jim Jones. Jim Jones and him worked together. He trained him up, or he was part of the Latter Rain revival healing thing. And then he kind of went off because Jim Jones didn't like the fact that William Branham was such a racist and such a white supremacist. <laughs> Okay, that Jim Jones. All the other stuff he could. <laughs> all, right? the, all the other stuff, the the Freemasonry, the the pentagram over yes. each other. I can and live with that. Yeah, 
Yes, because yes. they both and they both had cult compounds in South America. Hmm. Jim Jones had one, and at around the same time, a guy that was part of William Branham's cult named Paul Schaefer, who came from Germany, mm-hmm. uh, started this place in in South America called Colonia Dignidad. It was a torture compound. It was connected to the Chile over we when we went down there and overthrew Chile and put in a guy and took out the. You know, it was all this stuff about the communists and the and the let's fight communism and get rid of that guy and throw in a fascist. And I'm sorry, but they had this compound that was partly the CIA. It was the um, Chile um, intelligence agency. They were harboring former Nazis. They were torturing children and everybody, torturing people, killing people. And it was, it, I mean, and this was part of his. This was part of his legacy. Wow. Wow. And it's it's just so unbelievable. And 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 people still today will talk about William Branham. So so anyway. So Jones was connected with Branham because they were in ministry together, and then Paul Kane was in the church yes. as a young guy, being discipled yes. up into so this. Was, okay. So we have William Branham. We have Oral Roberts. We have mm-hmm. all these other guys that were going around the country traveling around with their tent meetings that you know as a as a person that grew up in the in a charismatic i didn't grow up i did not grow up very churched at all like you i got saved when i was 20 and hadn't had very much church experience but as a christian in a in a um charismatic environment for most of my years these all these tent revival things in the old days and all the great revivals that all sound really great but when you start to find out about this i mean of course there's the doctrines of the latter rain movement but there was so much so much white supremacy mixed in with this Mm. i had no idea you hear people criticize um us on the right or whatever you want to say sometimes and it just seems so ludicrous because you know that's not how you are yeah but when you go back into history you start to find out man some of these people really were that so there was these healing revivals. William Branham was probably the most one of the most prominent ones. And and he's one of the ones that I still hear them talking about, right? So Paul Kane, as a young man, came up out of that and he worked with Branham, filled in with him. Um he also had a mom that was like a seer. Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes people say that they're a seer. I'm like, what do you mean by that? Right. Um, his grandma was a seer. His mom had a vision from God that Paul was going to be this special baby in the future and all this stuff. Um, but the thing that's the most interesting is allegedly, I say allegedly because it's hard to find really solid, solid, like, you know, I c- can I go on the CIA reading room and find right. um, Paul <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> But there's a there is a book that here's the proof that I have. This is this is really crazy and it really does impact a lot of all this um, spiritual phenomenons that are happening. I wonder about it. Um, so Paul Kane, there's a book written about him which is out of print. I'm trying to find it. It's a positive book. It's not a negative book. It's mm. somebody who was talking about how Paul Kane, a prophet in the Hall of Kings. I'm just going to read you the description of the book, or most of it. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. It says, um, 
He is Dr. Paul Kane, evangelist and public speaker for over 60 years, former senior diplomatic advisor for the Washington Federal News Service, consultant to CIA, DIA, intelligence agency, paranormal division, consultant to... Um, yeah, consultant to the FBI, National Center for Intelligence and Counterterrorism, presidential consultant and special envoy for three presidents. This book, Paul Kane, A Prophet in the Hall of Kings, is not a full-scale biography. Um, it emphasis, instead, this book focuses on foreign policy with an emphasis on the Iraq of Saddam Hussein's era, and the mm -hmm. Middle East readers will be taken inside the meetings that he had with foreign diplomats, several presidents, their key staff advisors, while still in his mother's womb. An angel appeared to his mother with a message from the Lord. The fruit of your womb is a male child. Name him Troas Paul. He will preach the gospel as the apostle Paul of old, blah, blah, blah. All of this came and passed exactly as it was told, and is continuing to unfold until now. And get this, in 1985, while the Central Intelligence Agency CIA Project Stargate was in full swing, Dr. Kane was contracted as a remote viewer oh. by George Bush. Oh, man. That's what it says. Wow. For two terms, President Clinton asked him to travel to Iraq on several top-secret missions of national urgency. Okay, now, we have that. That's just the description of a book. But I also found a fan page. This is hard to find on actual <laughs> Paul Kane stuff or IHOP stuff. Yeah. I found a Paul Kane fan page, and it shows old pictures of Paul in the old days with the tent revivals and him with William Branham. And he had, like, a healing ministry where he did stuff, whatever. And then it shows him with Bill Clinton, him with Saddam Hussein, him with Bibi Netanyahu, him with some other guy that I didn't know who it was. I don't know if you saw, this is a video I just made because when I first made, I've done a couple of Paul Payne videos and I'm like, who's this guy? There was no captions, but we know what Bill Clinton looks like, right? So yeah. there's all these pictures of him with presidents and stuff. And it's like, who is this guy? A secret agent man? And that turned into a video, secret agent man. And, um, so, oh, wait a minute, I lost my track. I get so excited. This is like, are you kidding me? So You found between, a reading room. I found, I found okay, a so I never page. would have thought. A fan page. Yes, but the fan page was showing all these pictures gotcha. of him with all these famous people. And then the one guy, which I was like, I don't know who that guy is. <clears throat> Some of the people in the comments said it looks like a Rothschild. It did look like that. Mm. That one Rothschild guy. With yeah. the big ears and the bald head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I actually was reading because um, even Rick Joyner wrote about this time that they went to Germany and they were touring Hitler's archives. What? And they were, yeah, they were, it, it was, it's really weird. It's yeah. really weird. Um, and how Paul Kane was going to have a meeting with, um, with Kurt Waldheim. Kurt Waldheim was the, former Austrian um, prime minister. He was also one of the UN chiefs. He was also a former Nazi war criminal. Mm. And meeting with Paul Kane. And that's the guy in the picture. I found pictures of 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 the, um, Kurt Waldheim and I did like a, I layered it so you could see this is the same guy. Like, what are they doing? And 
And then you've got Rick Joyner, the Knight of Malta, and all mm-hmm. this Knight of Malta stuff. It's very curious. It's very, very curious. So, um, wow. This so is the main thing. You said that so Paul, when Paul. You I'm said sorry. he was an, a remote viewer. That's what. Under- that's. That is what this says here on this book. Now, I would like to get more. Um, I'd like to get more verification of this. But I'm just, it makes me wonder, this, because Stargate, which this is funny, because I looked up Stargate before I found out about the false prophets and the NAR and anything. Yeah. I found it out by listening to Truth or stuff, and I, I printed it out years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was, telling my, my, I was telling my NAR friends, I didn't know what the NAR was, <laughs> I was like, look at this. We did this. Our military is trying to learn how to go and do black magic rituals and occult stuff and and trans uh, go into the spirit realm to get intelligence um to get information and yeah. use them as spies and this is all out in the public you know the um what do you call it 60 minutes and stuff did reports on it you yeah. know about viewers and the third eye spies and all that and i was just blowing my mind i'm like wait our military is astral projecting and there's like instructions on how to um, make sure that you you might encounter non-corporeal entities. <laughs> A demon. And be prepared. <laughs> this is like them training their their guy, like yeah. the, the men who stare ghosts. Yes, yes. For yep, real. Yep. So Paul Kane apparently disappeared off the radar from, and I just I just recorded Mike Bickle saying this. But he was this great evangelist with 30,000 people in a tent or 12,000 people in a tent. And when he was 30 years old, God told him to take a break and step aside. So for 25 years, Paul Kane just disappeared. Nobody knew, knew what he was doing and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, what was he doing? I don't know. This is where it's like, I don't, these are the kind of things I don't like to get too much into in videos because I, I really want to have like evidence for what. Sure. And not just be like, he. Sometimes I speculate, but this is like, well, what is it possible that some of these um, occult techniques have been trained by people like uh, Paul Kane, or maybe there's not, it's not just Paul Kane, but then you have William Branham, and he had a lot of weird connections. He wasn't in the government, but his his compound was definitely working with U.S. intelligence and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he was part of um, the early men's prayer breakfast, like he was at one of those with. Richard Nixon sitting right in front of him. <laughs> Richard Nixon, Kane sit. I mean, William Branham sitting right there. All that stuff. It's just so like I'm still uh, learning as I go. Yeah. But it, when the Paul Kane thing came up. I just thought, well, are the is this what is is this part of it? Like I know there's a new age infiltration of the church, an occult infiltration of the church, but is it really like almost like they're scientifically doing it, like through? researching these things and maybe using um like the intel you know like an, like there's there's a long history of like occult and intelligence oh yeah and like like um like maybe Paul Kane is like a John D <laughs> <laughs> who is like Elizabeth um Queen Elizabeth's like magician right, sorcerer yeah. guy. And he was gonna contact angels. He thought he was talking to angels. Yeah. And they were demons. And he was doing like black mirror crystal ball stuff. And the angels were telling him about the New World Order. I mean, it's really weird. It's hmm. crazy. I'm sorry, back going back to um 
Paul Kane and all that. It really, really, it made me wonder about all those things. But I think the most important thing is um, as we learn that this is really, really, truly happening, there is this element in the church. It's really hard to wrap your brain around. Yeah. That what to do, you know, I don't want people to freak out and be scared or whatever, but have your antennas up and be in the word of God and test everything. Even when John said, you know, test the spirits because many false prophets have gone out yes. in the world. That's why you test the spirits. Yes. You know, there are so many warnings in scripture and even in, um, Matthew 24, the famous all of that discourse, Jesus warns, you know, three different times in that whole um, chapter, at the very beginning, in the middle, in the end, and of course, uh, chapter, I mean, 24-24 is one of the most, like to me, everybody, a lot of people use this a lot, but I think it's really good to keep it in your mind. When he says for, there will be there shall rise false Christ and false prophets that shall show great signs and wonders. Yeah. yeah. Insomuch as it were possible that they shall deceive the very elect. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about them with the demon slayer stuff. It's so much seeking after signs and wonders and miracles. And we even have them saying that the gospel isn't the gospel without signs and wonders and miracles. Right. When Jesus, it's an evil, adulterous generation that seeks after signs and wonders. You should be seeking the Lord, not signs and wonders. If you're seeking Amen. the Lord and you're walking with him and you're in the word and you know his word and you're not allowing any of this um, other gospels and other spirits to come near yeah. you, you, know, you want to have miracles and signs and wonders. I mean, I'm not against Miracles or signs or wonders or or um, supernatural. Like, I believe in the supernatural. I'm not like somebody who thinks it's all fake. I don't think this is all fake. Right. I think what's on here is very real, and there are really very real spirits involved in all this, but they're not the ones that you want. And they, they do come like angels of light, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. That, those are the... Those verses, like, to me, I'm going to read it. I have to, because it's like, to me, like, this is what everything is based on. To me, that when Paul said, <clears throat> for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Okay, wrap your head around that. They're transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Right. And no more for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So, like, how many people are seeing angels of light and orbs of light and whatever beings and angels and Jesus riding on a pony and riding on a roller coaster and jumping in jello, well, I mean, whatever? Even um, even they're they're like it's the new apostolic reformation. It's like yeah. they're even literally we are apostles. We're the new apostles. Right. They're they're yes. labeling calling them themselves. So, I mean, it's literally fulfilling yeah. scripture. Yes, exactly. And then, I'm just going to finish it. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers, whose ministers? Yeah, the, Satan's the angel ministers. Of light. That's right. Also be transformed as ministers of righteousness. I mean, this was something you probably all read a million times. And just kind of like reading over it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, wait a minute, stop and look at that again. You know, there and there's so many more 
um, you know, about the doctrines of demons and they crept in unawares and mm-hmm. in the in the last times they'll heap teaching, you know, heap false teachers. And when um, in Galatians one where he says, But if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. I don't want to be mean, but he says it again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that he you have received, let him be accursed. We have to be serious about this. We have to take it seriously. I mean, if we believe in Bible prophecy and end time stuff, like this to me is one of the biggest signs more than anything else. Like I'm mostly paying attention to this. I know there's things going on with wars and all that stuff. Yeah. But this is touching us. Like this is touching the very heart and the soul and the spirit of believers or people who want to follow Jesus, or maybe they never heard the gospel because they're preaching all these false gospels, or they're not preaching any gospel, or what they are teaching, it's all about you. And, and and you know, we didn't get into the manifest sons of God thing, but essentially that is where, that they're becoming Christ. Okay, yeah. how much more new age satanic <laughs> can you get? Right. And what you were saying about the end time revival, and there's going to be this remnant of believers that are going over, and no one's going to beat them and stuff, because th- to me... They're bring, they're preparing the the way for the antichrist. Yeah, they are bringing about the strong delusion. Or God's going to send the strong delusion, but they're preparing the people who are going to fall for the the strong delusion. Yes. Okay, and they can be they, they. The other thing that people don't know is after they get their dominion and get manifested as sons of God, what do they do next? There's a purge. Mm-hmm. They're they are going to kill. Anyone that gets in their way. And and I knew that was a thing, but it wasn't until a few months ago where I found a guy who did an article that was plentiful, 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 plentiful of all these starting back in the latter rain guys all the way through the 80s and up to the NAR. And, and like, you know, like Rick Joyner has a vision about there's going to be the civil war in the church hmm. and you're going to have the spiritual Christians versus the the intellectual Christians, and they're going to have to kill, because the intellectual Christians are demon-possessed, and they're going to have to kill them, it, it, like a mercy killing. So that's like the lo- Logos that's, that's, Logos versus uh, Rhema, right? Yeah. And that's that's Rich Joyner, Knight of Malta, Morning Star Ministries, yeah. with his his logo with the star that's on the CIA thing, you know? It's like kind of weird. I don't know. Like, just saying. Um... <laughs> So a lot of the things that they prophesy and they, they're, they're, a lot of the prophecies are false and they're very unbiblical. I don't really, I la- I do kind of poke at them because you have to laugh sometimes and this is actually kind of disturbing and if I don't laugh and make it funny sometimes, I'm going to just be like, ups- yeah. really upset. Black, you'll just be blackpilled. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'll be blackpilled. <clears throat> and I don't want to be blackpilled because everything this... It's, it's, it's disturbing, but it's biblical. It's what the Bible's warning us for. It's preparing us to be not end times. Uh, I mean, the, the victory is that we have eternal life. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, isn't that good enough? Like we, he died and saved us so that we would have eternal life forever. It's not about this world here and making it all perfect here. All that utopia stuff is a cult in new age. Mm-hmm. It always has been. Yes. Yes. You know, our, our, the, the kingdom of God, they, they think they put themselves in the wrong position and they put them things in the wrong order. Like they they are saying that they're going to um, create or prepare 
this kingdom for um for Jesus and hand it to him. Yes. They're going to cross Satan. They're going to defeat the Antichrist. They're going to do everything and then hand it over to Jesus. And there's a really good quote. Uh, it was Dave Hunt. I don't know if you remember him. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, you know, teaching about Catholicism, but he was teaching about the, um, the, the seduction of Christianity way back then. You know, why didn't I read that book? <laughs> why didn't I read it back then? I didn't. I Maybe I heard of it. Um, but he was talking about um, how if you believe that you're preparing um, this kingdom, you know, for, for the Lord and your feet are on the ground when this man comes to take this kingdom from you, you've been working for the Antichrist. Yeah. I hate to tell you. Yeah. You know I mean, and um, well, this, it's, this is my whole mindset on this thing because, you know, you've... Uh, I get frustrated because as you know, my my eschatology gets picked on by the other people who believe more in this whole idea of like we're going to bring the kingdom now and bring it here, and um, they they always would point to someone like me and say, oh, well, you're just waiting for Jesus to come and rescue you, and and I, yes, I am, but don't forget that there was a mission given to the church of go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And he also said that we were ambassadors. He never said anything about setting up any type of eternal kingdom here on earth. It was, we're ambassadors, which means an ambassador works in an embassy, which is a small piece of property on another company they're not from here right yeah it's not our home right and this is the whole idea and so the concept of let's just gonna we're just gonna slowly have christian we're gonna christianize everything and it's just we're gonna take it over and then once it's done then we'll just hand everything to jesus and and we will have done all the hard work and he can sit on the throne and um and it it just it minimizes uh so much of literal prophecy as well in the bible that yeah. is to, to still happen um right so i i get frustrated it, i'm sorry Keep no, i just get frustrated with that whole mindset of we're gonna bring the kingdom yeah. here and we're gonna you know and and it's all about kingdom now and ki- kingdom mentality and and all of that and jesus said clearly the kingdom of god is within you so it's talking about ruling your heart, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going to read you an Alice Bailey quote. Oh, great. <laughs> For Believe it or not, this is why when you find out how much that kingdom of God concept, us bringing the kingdom of God, is it's in places you don't want, you would not believe. Like the Kabbalah, Kabbalah, the whole weird Kabbalah tree it's all about bringing the kingdom the kingdom is the bottom and all this yeah it's a long story I'm gonna read this one Alice Bailey quote because this one is it's kind of a shocker it's kind of long but Alice said this it is time that the church woke up to its true mission which is to materialize the kingdom of God on earth Hmm. today here and now the time has passed wherein we can emphasize a I'm sorry, emphasize a future incoming kingdom. People are no longer interested in a possible heavenly state or a probable hell. They need to learn that the kingdom is here and must express itself on earth. Your spiritual goal is the establishing of the kingdom of God. 
One of the first steps towards this is to prepare men's minds to accept the fact that the reappearance of the Christ is imminent. She even wrote a book called The Reappearance of the Christ. You could read that okay, quote. We're not talking about Jesus. You could read that quote right. in churches and not yes. tell them who it's from, and you would get amens. Yeah. Yes. It goes on. There's a little bit more. Okay. You must tell men everywhere that the masters and their groups of disciples are actively working to bring order out of chaos. <laughs> you, must, you must tell them there is a plan with a capital P. And nothing can possibly arrest the working out of that plan. Hmm. Okay, so here we have kind of Seven Mountain Nar stuff. Mm -hmm. And we have QAnon. Mm -hmm. Okay? There's a plan, and nothing can stop what's coming. That's what she just said. Nothing can possibly arrest the working out of that plan. You must tell them that this, the hierarchy stands. The hierarchy is the powers and principalities. You have to, like... Right. Okay. It has stood for thousands of years and is the expression of the accumulated wisdom of the ages. You must tell above all else that God is love, that the hierarchy is love, and that Christ is coming because he loves humanity. This is the message which you must give at this time. And with this responsibility, I leave you. Work, my brothers. Isn't that crazy? It's that's when I... That it literally removes it literally removes the sacrifice and the cross out of the gospel. God is love. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need to do yes. is tell them God is love and and we're we're going to just keep growing that way and there's no there's absolutely no surrender. There's there's no yeah. new life. There's it's yeah. just it's crazy. But what's what's weird is when I listen when I read what she's saying and I it makes me wonder she is um She's not a prophet. Like, I believe in the word, you know, I believe in the God of the Bible. I believe the Bible. And I believe a lot of our prophets today are not very good. Right. But a lot of the things that he says actually end up happening. But she's, you know, like her teachings are have been adopted by the United Nations. Mm -hmm. So our world is being very, very influenced by her, her teachings and stuff. But it makes me wonder um, when she says, you know, uh, the, that that Christ is coming because he loves humanity. You have to remember, she means the Antichrist. Yes. Yep. Um, her concept of Christ, though, is very similar to what, like, Bethel Church teaches, which is that the kenosis thing where they believe that Jesus set aside, set aside divinity and he couldn't do anything as God. Jesus wasn't born. I mean, Todd White has said this over and over. He wasn't born as God. And he learned this from Kenneth Copeland, and they're all they're they're all connected. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus wasn't born as God. He it was they almost he almost said it like he wasn't born as God. He had to do everything as a man. And um, that when he when the Holy Spirit came on him, and then it remained, and then like so they make it sound like Jesus became God, yeah, yeah. attained divinity at the um, baptism, right? And in the New Age, what they believe is there's a Christ spirit, the Christ, but he um, incarnates in different people throughout history. Buddha was one. Jesus was one. They gave up their bodies for the Christ to incarnate in them. 
But Jesus himself was just a man. So that's what the New Age teaches, but it's also kind of like what some of these NAR types are saying. Like I've even heard um, Todd White also say that there's there's the cross and there's the, there's you and there's the blood of Jesus and it's not like it's like equal. Like you're you're equal. You are you're equal to the sacrifice of Christ. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're saying stuff like that. Yeah. When you when you start to focus on, I mean, you might catch them once in a while saying a good thing. You might once in a while catch them saying something true. But if you you cannot accept somebody who's saying things like that. Right. That we're equal to Jesus. Like Kenneth Copeland. And it's, I mean, he's old and crusty, but like, he's very influential. So he's like the high priest of Satan, Nar, whatever. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. But he is so, you know, you can just look at him and see the demons flying out of his eyes, right? But he's saying stuff like, you know, that he's equal to God. And when he, when he was born again, he became equal to Jesus. And all the, all the people in the, in the in the audience or whatever, amen, yay, you know, and he's mentoring Todd White and, you know, and him, he's he's going to Bethel Church and all this, um, a lot of these shows are all connected to his network, you know, mm-hmm. yep. all these networks, it's a mess. I'm sorry. Um, no, I just had to read you that one Alice Bailey quote because it's, um, you, it really, it shows you how much, this has seeped into the church. Yeah. And it's out it's couched in these words with Christ and God and stuff. So you have to be super discerning. And the only yeah. way it's not I mean, I think there's a gift, I think, of of discernment or whatever, but you can't go around saying I have a gift of discernment unless you're reading your Bible a lot. Sorry, I'm pounding the desk. Um you, you have to use the Bible and the word of God to discern. Yes. Yep. You know? Not just some people think they get a, a, a icky feeling about somebody. Yeah, a like, red flag or um, yeah. red flag. I mean, that's good. But like, if Kenneth Copeland doesn't give you an icky feeling, then you know. <laughs> and if he does, you know, it's like super obvious. I don't. I don't think I would call that discernment. You've got to listen <laughs> to these people, and they can be very, 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 very subtle. Like the whole Mike Bickle thing, I never listened to him that much. I think now, and even if I went back in, in time and listened to my old pastor, who, um, I'm sorry, I'm changing subjects, but when I, I, I don't know if I told you this, but it wasn't until I found, I was doing this, I found out my former pastor was, was to- going to Bethel. Like when I was there, he would travel all the time and go to all these conferences. I didn't know where he was going. I didn't know what Bethel Church was. This was back in the 90s and stuff. He wrote a foreword to one of Bill Johnson's books. Mm. He was at the conference at Bethel where I made a video of Bob Jones, who's literally instructing you how to astral project and do all this like breathing stuff yes. and, and to go like go up, up to, to sit on Papa's lap. It's really creepy. It's... My pastor was on the program. He was like, I didn't even know. I wasn't even trying to find it, but somebody else made a video of Bob Jones and I watched it. And at the beginning it showed like the, um, like the poster or whatever for like, who's at the conference and the the people. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh no. (laughs) Um, so anyway, I was, I, I, I didn't know I was in it when I was in it. Yeah. But, um, I'm sorry, I, I, I changed my subject. And now no, I you're, I don't you're good. Well, I don't know what to say. well, this is the thing, Laura. I, 
and this is why I appreciate what you do so much because this is a deeper this is more this is deeper than just your theology doesn't match what my theology is. Yes. Oh please, it's, yes. It's, it's not like oh it's you pull you're like popping the hood and let's like let's look down at the engine and what's going on here. Where are the where are the roots from this coming from? Um, and, yes. and I think that once you begin to see it at that level and for what it is, it forever kind of changes you to that whole posture. Yeah. And yeah. um and I think it wakens you up a little bit. I think it, it stirs a person to to be able to that discernment does activate a little bit or whatever you want to call. I don't know what the yeah. term I don't know the yeah. proper terminology, but you're right. And yeah. and I would say this that, you know, more than ever in these last days, discernment is drastically lacking in the church and it's greatly needed and the good news is that you can pray and ask god for it he says eagerly desire the spiritual gifts and so you can ask god for the gift of discernment and just start asking the the lord to to help you with that and yeah and this whole astral projection thing where you're talking about it's really interesting because um, there's a, a podcast by the name of Sean Ryan. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's was like a Navy SEAL and he just had mm-hmm. on the, it was the guy that helped pioneer that entire program for the CIA and the DIA. Um, and he was like agent number 001 of astral projection. And, um, he, he's on, he has like a two hour long podcast where he goes into it and he talks about all these different, you know, astral projection things that he did. And he, he has a spirituality to him. He's, I don't believe he's saved, you know, he's still alive. He's like 80 years old or something. And, but, um, I, you know, because he talks about, oh, people say this is demon and this is devil and all that. And he goes, I can tell you, I've done this so much. It's not, you know, and, um, obviously as a believer, you know, yeah. Paul's pretty clear when he says, you know, absent from the body to be present with the Lord. Yeah. You know, for us, yeah. there is no other projection astrally. We're good. Yeah. It's for us, it's a beeline to heaven and we're in, you know. Um, and to play around with that stuff is really dangerous. And, um, it is. And, you know, Jesus talks about how when he, and they'll use things like scripture, they'll be like, yeah, but didn't Jesus go up to Nathaniel and be like, didn't, I saw you sitting under the fig tree, you know, remember when he goes to call, uh, yeah. Nathaniel, yeah. he's like, I saw you sitting on the, you're, you know, you're a, you're a true Jew, you know, and he's like, I saw you sitting, yeah. you know, praying and, um, and people he was God. Like this is, <laughs> right. It, right. he didn't go and empty his mind instill his spirit and meditate and then and then leave his body and float over to yeah. the you know to the tree yeah. and and see him sitting yeah. there you know it's, and that's the thing it's like i can see people grabbing that verse and using it to justify jumping into some kind of right. new age you know astral projection i think it's going to get more and more i think because of that podcast and things like that and what's really crazy is you were talking about stargate uh, my yeah. wife borrowed my computer the other day. It was like a week or two ago. And, yeah. and she's like, what in the world? I had like 80 tabs open. <laughs> yeah. I was like neck deep in all of the declassified documents from the CIA about oh, astral projection. Wow. And just like, I was trying to read up just to get familiar with it. And, uh, and then, and then I heard that one podcast that came out and I was like, oh man, this is crazy. So I don't know if the Lord's trying to like teach me something about all this, to, yeah. to be ready to, you know, defend you know, yeah. the truth, you know, in it. 
Yeah. I think anything, um, any of that stuff, I believe that if you have to be taught it, trained it, or induce it, mm. or anything, you are dealing with witchcraft. That's a great, Or whatever yes. you want to call it, okay? Because this is how, this is no, it's not new, this is ancient, this goes back to the beginning of time, trying to contact the spiritual realm or spiritual entities and to make your will be done or to, to get what you want or to do whatever, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. And if you're not submitted to God, humbly submitted to God, and you're trying to go out in your own and make something happen, make something happen, and now they're teaching these things. They're like training people. Yes. You know, all supernatural stuff. It's yeah. super, that is scary. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, you know, it doesn't, oh, it's just, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, I, I think any of that, like, uh, I saw a, um, I had, I actually used a clip in a, in a video and it was this like some Swami guy. He's really famous. Like he goes to the UN and stuff, but he was talking about how to make, how to have this Kundalini awakening or uh, open your third eye. Yeah. Okay. He was like, there's like a hundred and fourteen ways, and he he named some of them. But like, there's all these ways to have this kind of like. I don't completely understand the like total spirituality of it. Yeah. All I know is, if you're a Christian, you should not be trying to awaken any kundalinis or chakras or any of that stuff. But they have all these different techniques. It could be sounds. It could be yeah. Um, frequencies. Frequencies. Oh man. Light. Be the way someone talks, and they have all these techniques. It's funny because I don't know, I don't know if why we're on the same track or whatever. Maybe, but um, for the last couple of months, I, I don't remember what started it, but it like it, I kind of came back to this whole Paul Kane thing and just thinking about what is like, what, how deep is this like how how much um has the god i don't know the i'm sorry the stargate and all that kind of stuff how much has that been in it initiated into i'm sorry i'm, I'm just tripping over my words into our culture into our tv into our radio into our music into into everything to you know whether it's for propaganda for advertising or or what or whatever yeah but um well it's their conditioning the, no, like yeah conditioning. i've just been looking a lot into anything like things about mind control and things about cults things about um hypnosis like i don't know do you know william ramsey oh yeah he's been a guest on okay. yeah okay i listen to him a lot and he's it's just weird because it's like he's talking about that a lot and reading from books about hypnosis and how they do it and stuff and i mean i did one video about um at ihop with misty edwards and her music and stuff and an actual hypnot hypnosis therapist listened to it and she was like this is total induction of hypnosis <laughs> doesn't surprise me everything about it and and it's always like with the flashing lights and it's dark and all these things are how they do to you all that they used for hypnosis they yeah. hypnotize people 
how much how much have we been you know affected by this and um unaware and stuff just unaware because they mask it with a christian they put a christian label over it and undiscerning christians fall into that they just walk into it they trust their leaders they trust their churches and they're not being yeah. fed the meat of the word. They're they're getting little milk tablets every Sunday, and it's not enough yeah. to nurture them and and grow them in any way. And it's just uh, they're set up for failure that way, just a hundred percent. Yeah. But you're and I, right. I hate to say like don't trust anybody, don't trust anything. Like you know, I don't want to. I don't want to sound that way, but um, I really. If we want to be discerning, we yes. really do have to be um, uncompromising on the biblical truth and uncompromising on allowing um, any kind of new age or weird spirituality get a hold, a hold yeah. of us. And you know, it's it's gonna it's after our kids. You know, we can see that. Like, I have a granddaughter. And just knowing what shows are on and stuff. And I'm trying to teach her more. Like, I, I did this with my kids. Like, I didn't let them watch Harry Potter and, you know, stuff like that. But I maybe wasn't as, besides that, I if it wasn't really super obvious, you know. Like, now, I don't want to get a, on another topic. But you can just see how there's a lot of spirituality and everything's about spirits and powers and yes. having power. And um, all these different creatures, lots of dragons, mm-hmm. dragon shows everywhere, all that kind of and of course unicorns um <laughs> i hate unicorns did you did you know that <laughs> <laughs> i've heard that somewhere <laughs> i did a video called i hate unicorns but um that was weird you know that was a new age thing too it's like they're they're putting things in our culture it's like you know um you know how they you show like how the celebrities are given the one eye thing or doing this yeah, or the, yeah. the six or whatever and it's like what is all that about but um but you find out in the in the occult or in the new age it's like they believe there's some kind of power in these symbols and and it's like a a sigil or if they put that they know what the meaning of it is and if they put it out into the public it's like they're manifesting their beliefs their will into the world into the universe yeah the consciousness of, of yeah yep the, yeah, the so unicorn. Yeah, and I'm, I'm unicorns and rainbows are also part of that too, <laughs> unfortunately. So my granddaughter now, my husband, um, he he does stuffy surgery and he takes the horns off of all the, <laughs> all, the, all, the all these animals have horns, cats with horns, you know everything. Yeah, they put them on everything anyway, now. Yeah, little no. unicorn things. Well, I think I think, and we probably should wrap this up, but I think. Um, just as a as a thought, um, as the culture at large departs from really, a, you know, we're post-Christian, as it departs from God, there's a spiritual yeah. void, right? And so, because there's a, we're spiritual creatures, we're made to have that yeah. part. And so, there's a craving for it, and automatically, so as we continue, like like those 10 points from Alice like get get prayer out of school, so let's when yeah. they're young, let's get them used to not having you know any type of spiritual, authentic spirituality with the connection with the living God. Let's get that done, and so now they're used to that. But then there's still that spiritual aspect, and I saw this firsthand um, in when I, I went to Russia in '93 on a missions trip. We planted a church over there, and I was there for a wow. month. 
and it had just opened up. And it, for 70 years, it had been closed off. No Christianity. They had the Orthodox Church, which was just icons, you know, no yeah. preach, no preaching. It was just really weird um, church. But there was all kinds of occult, tea, tea leaf reading, palm reading, you know, wow. every type of occult thing you can imagine you would find yeah. everywhere. And and it wow. was because they had they had kicked God out and he was illegal. Yeah. And so all of these, yeah. you know, these cravings spiritually had to be filled with something. So they're going to gravitate towards these false things and, um, yeah. and, you know, be led by them. So that's why the truth needs to be completely. But what we're seeing is those things creep into churches, which are supposed to be yeah. giving the truth, which is why I love yeah. what you do. And I really, really appreciate you know your your YouTube channel. I can't well, I can't express to our listeners enough to go check it out. The Magical Mystery Church, and just you know, and you've grown. Like I was looking at you only started in twenty twenty, right, or twenty twenty two? Twenty two. Yeah, so it's only been like uh, a little while. <laughs> yeah, I I'm beyond. I'm like beyond shocked. Like I really am. I just um. I can't, I mean, I, I'm still a small channel, but it, to me, it seems really big. Like to me, that's a lot. Yeah. Like I didn't, when I started doing it, I had no idea if anybody, I was just first worried. Like I was trying to tell people in my real life, like, guess what, guess what, guess what? And everybody's like, oh, you know, um, but it was just blowing my mind. I was like, I have to tell, I have to show this somehow. And when I first started, I, the first few videos I ever made, I didn't talk. I don't show my face. Like I'm still a cartoon, you know, in most of my videos, but, um, I don't, I wasn't going to talk or show my face. I was just going to show clips and stuff, but it, it wasn't explaining it enough. So I felt like I had to start talking and stuff like that. And, um, for, it was like a few months and I had like 13, I wasn't expecting it to like blow up. I know. Yeah. Like I was like, there's millions of people on YouTube world. There's no reason for me to think that anybody's ever going to watch my channel. There's no reason for me to think right. that anybody would be even interested in knowing about this, you know? And, um, but I, I made videos for, I made like 30 videos in the first few months. And do you know BDK Omega Frequency? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was the first, cause I was listening to him and his podcast and me and my husband were, watching his Saturday night service and stuff like that. And I, one day I woke up and he commented on one of my videos and I literally, like I said, I had like 12 or 13 subscribers and I literally like busted out crying because really the night before I was like, Lord, am I really supposed to be doing this? Like it, it's, I like doing it and I'm a project person. So when I get into a project, I can get kind of like obsessed with it and I can't, you know, I, that's, I get yeah. overly, you know and um but i was like lord do you really want me to do this like i don't know like i want to make sure i'm doing it because you want me to do it and then and so the next morning i got a comment from bdk now like i hardly had any comments because i looked at my phone but it was like eh, you know there's nothing there you know and he <laughs> i just cried he had me on his podcast and he showed a clip on his show and that was really the first thing that like i got a hundred a hundred um subscribers that day and i was like what i'm so excited because i got 100 subscribers i was so excited and so he was just very generous and very nice and um and then john brisson like and i was it was blowing my mind because this was one of my favorite people like i told Walt, my husband if we didn't have a church and like there was a lockdown or something i would just 
watched BDK and he could, you know, whatever. Yeah. That would, that would be our church, you know? <laughs> and John Bruce, like my, one of my other people that I like to listen to. So it was like BDK was like more of like the preacher and John was more like the investigative guy, you know? And, and then a few months later, I was listening to John Brisson um, live stream on 4th of July in 2022. Me and Walt were sitting on the patio. I was just listening because I like to listen to him. And he started talking about my channel. And I was like, oh, I was just, <laughs> what? Because I, I don't watch, um, we we don't watch, uh, we, we got rid of cable. And mostly I watch YouTube videos and documentaries and stuff. So in this, in my little bubble world, these are like my favorite TV stars. <laughs> <laughs> your personalities and they like found my channel so it was like super uh i'm sorry it just it was it totally blew my mind so i can't even believe now like i'm on your show and it's like <laughs> um but i'm i'm happy to do it and i really just want people to run away run yes. run run from from the falsies and just stick close to jesus Amen. and be in his word yeah and one more thing because i know you want to probably wrap up but talking about all this occult weird dark stuff um what i want to remember is that when the gospel first was preached in the world it was occult everywhere it was pagan you know like in the book of acts when the, they all came together and burned their witchcraft books yeah. and it was all this all these all these new believers were pagans and witchcrafts. You know, they were doing all this stuff. They didn't know that. I mean, they didn't know any better. That was all they knew. But they came. They, that's how the church was born. I mean, it was the Jews first, the early, you know, Christians and the, the disciples. But they preached the gospel in all these places where it was just pagan, pagan, pagan. Mm -hmm. So I, don't, I know that what the Bible says is things are going to get worse and there's going to be a lot of deception, but I don't, I think knowing about it and being able to warn people about it and identify it and being able to identify it is important. Yeah. Um, it's, it's become so much ingrained in our, in our culture, the new age stuff that some of us, it doesn't even sound weird. That's why you really have to get in the Bible a lot because yeah. it, normal everyday just normal everyday stuff like on a tv commercial or whatever in the background is is it's like we're in the new age yes it, it's yep. here it's here it's been here it's been growing and um now it's become commonplace it's not as fringy now and now it's in the and it's in the church and it's been it's been trying to be in the church like i said you can go back 100 years but you can go back even further um and if, if anybody does want to go to my channel, I have a playlist called They Crept In Unawares. And that's a good place to start because I kind of explain the Alice Bailey um, theosophy and the Freemason um, teachings that line up with that. And then I have a part of just lots of visual, um, you know, video clips of the most horrendous um, teachings and the manifestations that you could imagine. Okay. Um all together and it kind of it, it, if that's all you watch it might be all you need to watch i don't think people need to go and watch all my videos especially not all at one time because it it, it some of it creeps me out and i don't yeah. want to be creepy but i feel like you have to see that what if it's not in the word of god if they're teaching something that's not in the word of god or if they're practicing something that's really not in the bible 
um, or instructed to for us to do in the Bible, but it is in the occult, we have a problem. You've got to see, that's what you have to see. Yeah, yeah. And if you see that, you know, God bless you, just go read your Bible and stay away from it, you know, so. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, you're. I really like. I said, I really do appreciate your what you do because um, you're you're bringing you're, and it's an important time. And you were joking around. You're like, I'm late to the game. I'm, I'm late. Uh, no, you're like, uh, what what was that in Esther when it was like, you know, for such a time as this, right? Oh no! That's a good version. All the NAR people use that all the time for everything. You we'll, know, we'll, we'll reclaim um, it. We'll reclaim it. How's that? Yes. Yeah, it's just I. Um, I'll shut up after this. <laughs> Since I started doing this, I have found so many really great people, good discernment people, or people like Constance Cumby, or um, other authors and bloggers and people that have been that have been researching and pointing out. I mean, that's a lot of how I learned. A lot of things is I I discovered it from one guy, but then I started reading more. Other um, people have put this together, this connection with like Alice Bailey and the NAR and the Seven Mountains and the New Age and all the, all that Dominionism and stuff, and how it's all mixed together. And there have been people for decades doing this, and I really appreciate. That's why I read a lot of articles and and books and things. So I'm sharing what they have already been teaching. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, uh, we'll we, I will put all the links to your YouTube on uh, on the show notes, and uh, so people can easily uh, jump in there. And I want to encourage our listeners to become a subscriber and comment on our videos. <laughs> make make her day. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And you always have an open door here, um, you know. Okay. And I think we should probably stay in touch so that we can uh, maybe circle back yeah. you know as things develop yeah. um we never even got into yeah. we didn't get into deliverance ministries i wanted to talk about that we didn't get yeah. into like uh mike bickle i wanted to kind of jump in that but oh, it's there's so much yeah i mean i'm over prepared i have like i always get over prepared and I, I get really nervous like i'm not gonna know what to say but then i end up you know blabbing and i can blab i just want to be kind of organized in my blabbing sure but um yeah i've got lots of um Lots of things about about that. I do have a Mike Bickle playlist, and it's nothing about his current. his allegations. Yeah, it's all about. I didn't go. I didn't touch the current allegations. Other people were doing a good job on that, but yeah. I wanted to show that there's something behind all that. That even if he de never did any of that, it would still be bad. Yeah, I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. We will have you back on again. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Turner. Thanks, Lori. thanks, everybody. Yep. God bless. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. 
If you had a blast, then we'd love to have you back for another episode. So please subscribe and leave a review. We love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Out War Podcast or on Twitter at AOWcast. These episodes are also available on YouTube unless they contain a little too much truth. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.